Welcome back to the Coffee and Convos podcast for the best conversations with artists, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between happen over coffee. I'm your host, Alyssa, and I'm so, so excited because it's March, which means it's Women's History Month as well as International Women's Day on March 8th. And we're celebrating by highlighting and having convos with incredible and inspiring women in our community every week. We're also releasing a very, very special film project coming out very very soon so keep your eyes peeled i don't want to give too much away but definitely stay tuned um you'll probably hear more info on the next podcast as well as see some stuff if you follow us on coffee and convos on social media in today's episode we're chatting with geraldine schumacher founder of san diego's first matcha cafe holy matcha if you know anything about matcha here in san diego you know it is the pinkest and coolest and tastiest matcha in town you already know how infamous it is for being so bright pink and so beautiful so and if you haven't heard of holy matcha already where have you been anyways i'm so excited because instead of having a coffee and convos we have a matcha and convos and we get to chat with her about her inspiration opening up holy matcha how she infuses her mexican culture into her business with her cult favorite drink the matcha horchata and being resilient through the challenges of owning a business and embracing the chaos and we also get to chat about what's in store as she celebrates three years in business that is so huge and that is so exciting and i can't wait for you all to dive into this convo alongside us so be sure to grab your matcha or your favorite way to keep yourself fueled for the day and let's get this conversation started Here we go. Yay! I'm so excited to have you here, Geraldine. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. I know this is Coffee and Combos, and we're going to be talking about Holy Matcha and you being the matcha queen. So I'm excited to just chat with you and hear about all the things, especially you coming up three years in business. So... Well, for stars, we're changing it up. It's going to be matcha and combos. Yes, definitely. <laughs> we'll definitely do that. little coffee and combo yeah. remix. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for having me. And uh, anniversary, I think that's what you asked mm-hmm. earlier, is, yeah, it's coming up this Saturday. It's going to be two more weeks, and I feel the pressure full on already. Really? Yeah. Mm. It's madness. Girl, I, I, I admire you so much because I feel like despite all the madness that you like say that you're going through, you look so chill and so zen and you're just like, <laughs> you get through it and you make, you make it look easy. Wow. So that is amazing. I, it's not easy. And I always say this because it's the truth, but I find myself repeating it a lot, but it is honest to God, the truth is that three years ago, I wouldn't be able to be sitting here with you having this conversation. I would be, one, extremely shy, two, probably dying inside because of, like, all the drama or chaos. But honestly, this is my life, and this is what I got used to. I accepted this. I swim in it now. 
I'm not going to say that if life is a little bit easy, I'll be complaining and wishing it could be tougher, but I just got used to it, aka thicker skin. Mm -hmm. But also, I've embraced my chaos. A lot of people are scared of chaos. They fear it. I've learned to embrace it and face it head on. And if there's no fear for chaos, then I can tackle the situation better. So I thrive off of chaos. So I've made chaos my friend. And if I can befriend my quote unquote enemy, then life should be smooth sailing. So mm -hmm. that's kind of like the goal I've achieved for this last year. Oh, that's such a great mindset to have. And I actually want to take it back before we dive a little bit deeper and hear more about your story, how you started Holy Matcha, because I know you were a coffee fan mm -hmm. back in the day, and now you're, again, the queen of matcha here in San Diego. So I'd love to hear your journey and how Holy Matcha started. Well, as a good Mexican. I grew up with carajillos. I don't know if you're familiar with those. Love them, miss them, need them in my life, especially after dinner. I love coffee. Don't get me wrong. I love coffee. And I had been drinking coffee for a very, very long time. And all of a sudden in my early twenties, out of the blue, my body started giving up on two things, coffee and shellfish. And I love shellfish. I love gallos de hacha, oysters, clams. I will end up at the hospital if I consume that. Coffee, on the other hand, doesn't make me go to the hospital. It just started with a migraine, a stomach ache, nausea, one of the one or one of those, and then all of a sudden it was a mixture of all of us at the same time. So it was a very sad moment because it's not like I chose to stop drinking coffee and go to matcha. It was more of a necessity and a survival mechanism of mine where, shoot, this sucks. Why is everyone drinking coffee and, and I'm the only one with this migraine wanting to throw up? So that's when I resorted to drinking tea. But it's not the same. I mean, you know coffee very well. It's not the same. And when you wake up and you're used to drinking coffee, the smell, the, the flavor, you know... It's kind of like a part of your life is torn apart or changed. Mm -hmm. And so tea didn't do that for me. I needed that. I'm a, I was a black coffee drinker. Like, get out of my way. I'm not a morning person. Move. Like, <laughs> I will kill you type of thing. And I don't have my coffee, so it's like 911 emergency. Mm -hmm. And my mom was the one that was... You know, she's always been, it's not like all of a sudden she just turned into that, but she's always been into the, the health, the side of life, if I may say. And she's the one that said, well, you know, if tea's not working for you, you should look into matcha. And so she's the one that planted that seed in my head. And mm -hmm. I did further research, then I got hooked on it. And what really, really helped was my now husband, then boyfriend's college roommate was from Japan and he was getting married and it was kind of like in the peak where I was starting to drink matcha and trying to understand exactly what matcha is, trying mm -hmm. to, you know, replace coffee with matcha and my boyfriend was going to go to Japan to this wedding. So I'm like, I'm going, I want to <laughs> go too. I, I can't miss this. And that's where I was immersed into that 
Japanese culture that I fell in love with so much. So I went more with a blank slate, not knowing what to expect, not hating it, but not being completely in love with it. Because again, it's not how I grew up. It wasn't part of my culture. But definitely when I came back from Japan, I was just completely blown away, not just with the with its culture, but also with, I now knew exactly what matcha was. I now had a much more profound respect for that product. And I learned more about it versus just what I had heard and read online. So that's kind of like what got me into matcha. And then from there, I just loved preparing it at home for myself, not just every morning, but throughout the day, and my body was able to receive it. So it was very much appreciated that I could find another source of energy that mm-hmm. didn't make me feel bad. Yeah. Wow. That's so awesome. anti-coffee and combos, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I do love matcha, though. A good matcha is always exciting. Um, and how did that open up the opportunity for you to open up your own cafe? Oh, well, to put it... <laughs> Very simple and easy. It just started with an annoyance of San Diego not having a matcha cafe. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm being such a diva. How dare I think like that? But (laughs) honestly, I I, I felt like that loner that went from drinking coffee to not being able to drink coffee. I want to go to that coffee shop, dress pretty, take photos, work on stuff and whatnot. But I can't consume the product and I didn't want tea. So it all started with an annoyance of me having to take my match and my chawan and the chasen and ask for hot water and prepare it right there. And I remember just being annoyed, just annoyed. I, I, I can either be extremely productive when I'm annoyed or just be a typical girl when I'm annoyed. So in this, <laughs> in this aspect, I'm so happy that I was productive. And I just thought to myself, you know what? San Diego is loaded with coffee shops, awesome coffee shops, awesome designs. There's no matcha cafe. What could be the worst that can happen? What if I just do a matcha cafe? So it it was just like a very dumb, simple question. Mm-hmm. And the more I thought about it, the more I got hooked on it, the more I wanted it, the more I questioned it. And on August 2016 was when I actually, you know, decided and said it out loud, sat my parents down, sat my boyfriend down and told them, I'm going to quit my job and I don't know when, and I'm going to open a cafe. Well, which cafe? I'm going to open San Diego's first matcha cafe. And they all stared at me like, are you fucking crazy? They didn't say that, but I translated their facial expressions and I knew what they were thinking. (laughs) So that's pretty much how it started. That's how, that's how the idea started and out of, annoyance not out of a dream it wasn't my dream to own a business none of that so I'm not going to sugarcoat and say it it was always my dream to do something I just didn't know what to do no I just was annoyed that I wanted to go somewhere and drink matcha ask the barista for a matcha latte and like it Mm. wow and here you are now (laughs) almost three years later celebrating that opening of that same cafe the first one Three years next month, and it's kind of crazy, and it's very humbling because, and this is the part where I'm still trying to understand my feelings and my train of thought, is that 
Obviously, when you care about something and you really want something, you have to plan out the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. When I thought about doing holy matcha, I wasn't thinking really. I was just doing. And it could have all blown up on me. I could have, you know, run into the ground. I don't, I don't know. I didn't act so much on fear. And I guess that's when they say that innocence is bliss or mm-hmm. ignorance is bliss. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't have any fears. I was just doing without thinking. Obviously hoping for the best, but I didn't stop and question, what if this happens? What if this goes wrong? I was just doing, 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 not really thinking of what will be the outcome. Is this even going to work out? So the fact that I'm sitting here almost three years later talking about this journey is crazy surreal because it's not like I hoped, oh my God, I hope I can make it for 10 years. But I also didn't know if I was even going to make it for the first year. It's just something I blocked off. So now that it's three years, like three long years, a matcha cafe, a product that's not that popular, even in the States or in San Diego, I mean, three years, I mean, I'm just (laughs) not, not, and it's, and I, Try to think about it. I don't want to be a show off or anything, not, but not I'm all. just Own like it, so proud yeah. because I could have, it could have failed and I would have still been happy that I tried to do something. I would have been sad. Don't get me wrong. I would have been bummed out, but I didn't think it's so bad. I didn't think it would be this. And it's crazy because it's three years and granted one could say out of a spectrum of like 10, 20 years of something, you know, three years is nothing, but I didn't expect to be here. And it wow. sounds really, really bad for me. And it's not that I didn't believe in my product, but I just didn't, did not know how the market was going to take mm-hmm. it. And the fact that I still have business, there's people still come and support. I mean, it really, honest to God, blows my fucking mind yeah. that I can celebrate three years. So that's that's kind of like how I see it is I never thought I'd be here and I'm here. So it's all surreal. And if people see it as, oh, my God, you've taken it so easy. It's like, child, I'm blown away <laughs> in the process yeah. as well at the moment. So definitely a lot of emotions going on within me as I approach the three years. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited for you. I think that's such a such a nice way to put it because – I feel like that's kind of how we were when we started Futures Pass. It was like we had no idea where we would be. We had no idea we'd even have a space. Granted, we've been into other spaces. Right. <laughs> and then here we are in our third one. But I think just as entrepreneurs, you know, or business owners even, you're told to have a business plan and project all of these numbers and all of these like ideas and like your ROI and all that. And we kind of went in blindly of like, we just want to start this because we want to start serving clients together and do it more efficiently and provide like a really quality like product through content. And for you, it's it's really cool that you get to do this, not just as like a matcha cafe, but also incorporating very like heart-centered recipes, just like your matcha horchata. Like I'd love for you to talk about how you infuse a lot of your own culture into your cafes and your products? Yeah. So for starters, I matcha is Japanese. My design, as everyone pretty much 
nose is not traditional Japanese. It's just all pink. So in the beginning, I was a little bit flustered because I didn't know, should I incorporate my culture in this? Because after all, it is my business. I am a Latina, proud Latina. So I do want to put in a little bit of my fairy dust in it, but this is a Japanese product. Nobody knows about watch in San Diego at this moment, or it's not such a popular item. So I was trying to, you know, tippy toe around the situation in the beginning. And of course, being a little bit self-conscious of, are people going to like this? People don't know who I am. You know, a lot of question questions were thrown out there in the beginning, and I was just pretty much just baking it till I was making it. It has been my motto, you know, could be dying inside, but put up a smile. <laughs> and I think it was, so I opened in March, 2017. And I think that summer was when I incorporated the matcha horchata. It's just, who doesn't like horchata? Who doesn't like vanilla and cinnamon? I mean, it, it is beyond amazing and delicious. And here I have this amazing recipe. That's my grandma's recipe because she would make me arroz con leche and horchata. Mm. And here I have matcha and I made it at my house one time and I thought, oh my God, this is divine. My mom tried some, my boyfriend tried some. We were all like, oh my God, you have to sell this at the shop. But then here I was with the dilemma of, but matcha is Japanese. I'm, you know, how can I bring in this Mexican drink into a Japanese, do you understand? Mm -hmm. So I was a little bit mm -hmm. confused. And so at the end of the day, it's like, listen, everyone, everyone's going to pass judgment. You can't control what others will think and say about you. As long as I know that I'm putting in the best intentions, mm -hmm. I am putting in value. I am putting in culture, something special upon me. And it's my fucking business. Right. It is my business. Mm -hmm. What's the worst that can happen? Right. Nothing. So, I mean, it's not like I'm going to another business, telling them how to run it, tell them how to, what drinks they should. This is my business. I can do whatever I want. So once I changed the perspectives, I was like, fuck it. Let's just do the macho horchata. What's the worst that can happen? People don't like it. I take it off. So I introduced it as a seasonal beverage. It did amazing. Amazing, amazing. And granted, I was making the rice milk out of scratch until this day. I still do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a lot of work, but it's all in my grandma's honor. So it went from a seasonal beverage to a hardcore menu drink. And I only, since it's iced, I only wanted to offer during the warm days in San Diego, which is pretty much almost every month yeah. in San Diego. <laughs> But I took it off, I think, November, December of 2017, and people were not happy. And that's when I noticed, oh, shit, I created a monster. What am I going to do? Because I make this drink out of scratch. Mm -hmm. And the rice milk isn't something that I get from a supplier. It's something that I make in bulk. So it was a little bit tough, but I just saw the reactions, and so I had to keep going. And then fast forward to now... I, it has been my best-selling drink back-to-back -back every month, every year, does amazing, and I just decided, you know, if I want to grow this brand, grow the business, and start bottling, what beverage would I bottle, and then every, again, those eyes that judged me when I said I was going to do a matcha cafe, those same eyes were like, 
hello, like, <laughs> why are you even like thinking like it's like it's that hard? Obviously, the macho horchata. Yeah. And I was like, I know, but I make that still. <laughs> it's like torturing my life. Like I still make that. <laughs> Imagine if I bottle this and it grows. I will have to pass this on to someone else. What if they don't do it the right way? Mm-hmm. You know, like this is still something I make and I wanted to keep it small and easy. So, but I still did it and I still bottled the horchata and it did amazing. Uh, it's also surreal because there really is a strong message behind it because it's my grandma's recipe and I was a little bit torn with you know, involving not just my culture, but involving something that has a lot of emotions within me and not the most positive ones as my grandma passed away. And she was a huge, huge part of my life. And so it's just crazy that I guess I can say I can honor her with this beverage, but it still hurts that she's not here. It hurts that she wasn't here to see me do this business and make this drink in her honor. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like, I have to grow up. I have to face it. Death is inevitable. We all, we will all go through it, but it still hurts. Right. But then when I have a customer try it and they love it, I, you know, it, it's like, what could you call it? it full circle uh, or like a full circle moment. I guess I, I see the positive in it. I definitely don't see dollar signs because I don't do it for the money. I do it more for sharing my culture and sharing this wonderful product and story behind it. But yeah, so the Macho Chata is my best-selling drink. It is the first beverage I have bottled. And I love all my photos that you took, by the way. I'm obsessed. (laughs) I'm like trying not to plague the Instagram with back-to-back photos, but it's... It's just amazing, and it's just something that I will forever, ever, ever always cherish. Oh, I am so, so, like, in love with that story, and I think it's so beautiful that you can be so honest about it, too, because I know how bittersweet that can be to honor your grandmother and also feel very sad about it because she's not here, but, you know, I don't know if you believe in, like, like signs or, again, just, like, universe giving you signs that because of this like she would be proud but yeah I don't know I feel like just you creating this and putting a lot of your own passion and your heart into your business into this product it's beautiful to see the reaction of how people receive it if it's been like your best-selling drink I think like that alone like speaks volumes you know so yeah, it was crazy. Like when I released the bottle, it was bl- on Black Friday. Mm-hmm. I was just in tears the night before. And it's just, I don't do well with emotions and I don't do well with things that are very close to home. So definitely releasing that bottle to the consumer, they'll just see, oh, macho chata, pink label. Okay, cool. But for me, I just see it as, a little bit of pain, a little, or maybe a lot of pain actually. And it's just the way I'm dealing with it. And I just miss her. Yeah. And I just wish she could have at least been here for me to tell her like, oh my God, the opening was so amazing. Hey, Nana, how many dashes of 
vanilla do you, you understand like something like that mm. and I guess everyone deals with grief in their own way I for the almost the first three years I was very numb about it now I feel much more open talking about it because I guess you know nothing's going to change whether I say something or not but just making sure people understand for me it's very important it's not about money right it's not about just shoving something down your throat it's not about just another beverage just to get you through the day it's like you are literally tapping into like the depths of my most beautiful memories and all the memories that I had when I was a young little girl was with my grandma at my grandma's house. I shared on my Instagram a couple months ago how I think I was a little bit of an entrepreneur when I was a little girl when I would sell rocks in front of my grandma's house (laughs) and I would get um, nail polish and put glitter on it and just sell them for like $3 cash, no card. This time I was no card, all cash, no (laughs) refunds, no anything. And these boys... They were playing soccer. They come over. They buy me rocks. I'm like, hell yes, like three, three bucks cash. Boom, boom, boom. Take your money. Good riddance. Then I, then like 30 minutes, I see them coming back yelling at me. I'm like, oh hell no! I grab my rocks. I grab my cash, <laughs> and I run inside my grandma's house. And I'm like, tío, me quieren pegar. And then my uncle walks outside, and apparently the glitter fell off from the oh. rocks. I'm like, bitch, that's not my problem. I don't know. I don't know what you did to those rocks at your house. That's not my problem. And then my uncle comes back inside. Obviously, he didn't let them come in. But then my uncle comes back inside. It's like, listen, you have to find a different way of making money, the honest way, not like this. I was like, I don't know what they did to these rocks. When they took them home, they could have, like, burned them or something. I don't know. I gave them (laughs) with the best glitter, and I said no refund. So that's my money. (laughs) So I was about the hustle back then. Um, And I'm still about the hustle now. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, I always tell people we're all about the hustle. We all need money. We all have have bills to pay, rents payrolls, insurance, you name it. I have a lot of bills. But for me, it's just very, very important for people to get to know the story behind this product, this machorchata, and it's not just about selling money. The fact that it's a bestseller, again, I feel like I don't give it that much publicity and marketing, but it is something where my biggest weakness the drink that I don't hate making it. It's just, oh my gosh, making the rice milk and I don't do milks. I'm not a chef. Yeah. It's just a lot of work. And the fact that it's been back to back the best seller, it's like, I really want people to understand it's more than just a drink. It is my culture in this bottle. It is my childhood in this bottle. Mm-hmm. And it really, really lights me up inside when people actually say that they like it and they want to buy, like I have to ship right now a 12 pack to Philadelphia. Oh, wow. And that shit blows my mind. Yeah. I will baby each bottom. Like, okay, you're okay. Estas bonita. Like it, <laughs> it blows my mind. Like I genuinely, genuinely care. It, bl- it just, it still blows my mind. Like, again, like I can't believe I'm going to be celebrating three years. Like mm-hmm. it's, I'm bewildered completely. People want to buy the machorchata in 12 packs. I again, I am bewildered. Like it's and it's not that I don't believe in my product. I 110% believe in my product. It's just the fact that 
people actually, it, it still humbles me and I'm still like yeah. this little girl. Like I'm never going to think I'm, I'm too hot for this or I'm too important. I'm too this. I get, no, I'm still, you know, same girl I was a hundred billion years ago. I'm just, you know, smiling and swimming in my chaos. Yes. Oh my gosh, girl. Speaking of chaos, I feel yes. like you go through so many different experiences. Like anytime I see you update your story, it's like a, another instance. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, girl, you have a lot going on. Um, but I feel like one of your most recent stories was your shirt. Of- oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. This is like the most popular question on the, <laughs> on the podcast for 2020. It is. I feel like, well, first of all, like I don't. I need wine to talk about oh, this. It is too early. Wine. I need wine because you the cheese is going to get real right now. Would you like a glass? <laughs> we have some rosé. I'm a professional. Oh, Lord have mercy. I'm a professional now at explaining <laughs> this. What do you want to know? I well, forgot to say, I'm still just the regular girl, but I forgot to say, I am famous, by the way. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. I'm fucking famous. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ask away. Yes. I'm ready. So... First of all, I had no idea you were in, like, this whole, like, lawsuit, like, situation with another person trying to take the whole matcha name. Yeah, the whole business. So I'd love for you to just share, like, this is your idea, you know? And I feel like just as entrepreneurs, business owners, people who want to delve into this, it's so important to protect your intellectual property. And I want to hear, like, all your experience of just, like, what happened and the crazy thing that happened and how you dealt with it. Okay. <laughs> oh, it, you know, it, it's annoying. It's no longer upsetting because it's not that important anymore for it to, you know, take up that much of my brain and emotions, but it's just a little annoying. But basically, how can we get started? On the Instagram, you know, I see when people do certain things, design certain things, write certain things. I see it. Just because I ignore it doesn't mean I don't see it. But I can't be going at everybody when I notice that they copy something that I do. Listen, they say that the biggest, what's that thing? The biggest form of flattery is Is imitation, imitation, yada, yada. Mm That shit doesn't feed my ego. I still get annoyed. I'm not flattered. I get annoyed. Mm -hmm. But I I give the annoyance five minutes and then I got to get over it because I have other things to do. And the way I see it as the people that will imitate, copy, whatever you want to call it, bootleg, whatever, uh, they're always going to be at least one step behind you. They're never going to be ahead of you because they're my students. They're looking at what I'm doing and copying and doing it their way. So I really, you know, I just focus on myself as that's the only thing I can control. I don't look at what other people are doing. I don't care what other people are doing. I can just focus on myself to better myself and be different. So obviously when you're doing something and someone copies you and tries to imitate you, it is annoying. So it's something I've gotten used to with Holy. And when someone brought up a photo on Instagram of not just the design of that cafe, but also of the menu. And the menu had holy matcha waffles and a holy matcha latte and holy matcha French toast. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? 
sorry for saying this many bad words, but it was so upsetting. Like Mm -hmm. that's my, that's my name. Mm -hmm. That, that shit's trademarked. So I had to do like a double take. I had to kind of like, okay, you know, I'm a little busy recheck. Then I, again, I'm scrolling through and I'm like, oh my God. So what do I do? Cause I'm a girl and I like stalking people. I looked for the <laughs> business owners. First thing I did after I found those names, went into my POS and to all my customers, because mind you, I am card only. So mm-hmm. cards have names mm-hmm. so I can look up the name. I'm not going to, I can't look up just a little side note. I can't look up where you live or anything. It's just the name associated with the credit card. So the people are listening, chill. I can't stalk your life. <laughs> um, and I found them on my POS. Oh, wow. I found the receipts at both locations. <gasps> and I was like, this bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw the totals. I saw everything they consumed. They dropped. They gave me a lot of money. Thank you, Jesus. They, they gave me a lot of money. But they basically came into both locations mm-hmm. and just pretty much o- almost ordered everything on my menu. Wow. At both locations. Yes, research. And that's when I was just so annoyed. The fact that they not only stole design, stole my trademark, but also came into my shop. That's a disrespect that mm-hmm. I just can't take. So of course I'm not I'm not gonna go attack them via Instagram or email. I'm not about that. I pay my attorney to trademark my stuff. I pay attorneys to do all my dirty work. That's that's why they're attorneys. So I emailed my attorney, told them to send them a cease and desist letter like, hello, you fucking idiot. This shit's trademarked. Mm-hmm. I have your receipts right here. Like it, it just shows how they were scheming the whole situation. Right. Got a little bit dirty and complicated because they were like, oh, we didn't know. How could you not have known that Holy Matcha was a business when you came into the actual business? Right. So it was just a lot of, you know, don't ask for don't ask for permission, just say sorry and play the dumb card. Right. That wasn't going to roll with me. So I went really hard and saying like, this is how it was, yada, yada, yada. And it just turned into my first lawsuit. And whenever I would have conversations with someone about this, which were very few, people thought that I was being sued. (laughs) And I was like, no, I'm actually the one pursuing Mm -hmm. because my trademarked got jacked and right. my design, my trade dress got jacked as well. Everything, yeah. And so it was kind of crazy because I have an online platform where I could have very easily blasted them and tagged their business, which is in La Jolla and just It's na- in La Jolla? Yeah. Name dropped. Name dropped no the way. business and you know brought a lot of hate toward because I know my people and I know that they have my back and I know that they would attack them but it's not about that Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna go the sleazy way I'm gonna go the professional way so everything was just handled through legal documents and and whatnot so we got to a point where we were going to settle their attorney was like yeah basically admitting that you know we want to settle we want to meet in the middle and they ended up firing their attorney which showed a lot of their lack of intelligence Mm -hmm. they ended up firing their attorney they got another attorney and the other attorney's like, yeah, we, we don't care. We'll go to court. We'll go to court with the jury. It's like, you idiot. Like the other one was smart. The other one knew that let's settle. Who the hell wants to go to court? Yeah. So I was like, are you kidding me? Like, this is something so simple. We already had everything ready to go and settled and their attorney got fired. Wow. So that said a lot about how 
I said were. a lot about their maturity. Mm -hmm. And again, here I go on Instagram, like, oh, do not blast them. Do not blast them. Be chill. And we ended up going to court. My very first time ever going to court. Mind you, I was so scared. I was so scared. And here I am with like holy gear. And so like, hi, yeah, <laughs> what should I yeah. say? <laughs> they didn't end up showing up. Only their attorney ended up wow um going for them and uh that court date was so shocking to me both cases were presented us as the plaintiff we presented our case first while well, my attorney presented the case first and then their attorney went at it but the whole shirt came from their wonderful attorney their attorney started saying that San Diego has four or five million, I don't recall, like millions of people that live here, like started saying the population of San Diego County and how Holy Mancha only has 42,000 followers on Instagram. How in the world would I ever think that they're trying to steal my trade dress or yada, yada, yada. We were talking about the issue at hand. He was t saying San Diego has four million, four million people. You have 42,000. You are nothing. San Diego has all of this. San Diego has like over thousands and thousands and thousands of businesses and you only have two. Like, so they were making me less, but what does that have to do with your client stealing the trademark, stealing the trade dress? So he was deflecting. And it was until it got to the point where the attorney said, you know, he said all this crazy stuff where I just like channeled it out, like, shut up, you're stupid. But <laughs> he said, and also the owner, me, referring to me, the owner needs to... What, would, what do you say? The owner needs to claim insanity or something about I need to I need to register for insanity because she thinks she's famous, but that's just in her head. To, to the real world, she is nothing. She's just famous in her head. Wow. And so I was like, not only am I sitting here and I'm listening to you attack my business and make my business less saying that I only have 42,000 followers. Mind you, those 42,000 followers are organic. I, don't, I didn't pay for them. That's why my, my growth is so slow and I don't care. 42,000, 100,000, I don't care. But you're calling me crazy that I need to register for insanity because I'm famous in my head? Like, are you kidding me? So you're telling me that I made up all this stuff about your client using my name? and my, So that's where I was just like, those bullets, I had never heard someone say that exactly to my face mm. so it was a lot and the judge actually low-key I don't know if he agreed to it but the judge I was like you're a weird one do you know what Instagram is like because then the judge was like is there is there a way that you can prove your popularity or that you've established yourself amongst everyone else and I'm like <laughs> writing to my attorney and I'm that's what the judge asked my attorney yeah. and I was like Mancha is verified. It's verified. Bradley Cooper's verified. If you're a celebrity, you're verified. Holy much is, you know, like I'm verified for a reason. And I don't right. know how that happened, but you know, the judge ended up saying like, this is just something that's not important to be at court. Right. This should be settled outside of court. And that's how he judged. So it wasn't a lose or a win. It was exactly what we were trying to do since day one, settle outside of court. Mm -hmm. So we ended up settling outside of court, set certain standards and limitations for these fools. I didn't want to shut down their business. Don't get me wrong. I understand the hustle. They're a Mexican couple from Guadalajara. Imagine like my own people 
stealing my shit. It's ridiculous. But I didn't want to shut them down. It's not so much that. It's just you just can't come into a business and steal someone's hard work, someone's concept, someone's trademark, Mm -hmm. and go and literally copy-paste it 12 miles away in La Jolla and think that you can get away with it and think that you're not going to cause an outrage and think that I'm just going to sit back and not be like, what the fuck are you doing? And check you. So we ended up settling. I don't care if they said sorry or if they were confused and they didn't think I was Mexican. I don't care about that. I just care about you're not going to come into my business and think that, oh, she, well, she does it so easy. Like you said, everything mm-hmm. looks so easy here. We can do it too. Let's steal this whole concept. Let's even steal the business name. And they will never get upset. I mean, that's just crazy. Yeah. So when I left the courthouse, I was a little bit shocked. No one had ever said I was crazy. No one had ever told me that I needed to register for insanity. (laughs) So I was shocked. I didn't cry. Not one single tear was shed. But I was a little bit shocked. Like, how how am I supposed to take this? Like, it's like he shot a little girl's dream. Like, I've never claimed I'm famous, but if I want to believe holy matcha is this big thing, let me believe holy matcha is this big thing. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, you know what? We're all a little bit crazy. We're all a little bit into our heads. It's good for us to be that way. It's okay for us to feel ourselves. Look in the mirror. Feel yourself a little bit. You know what? I'm feeling good. I'm looking good. I smell good. My girl thinks I look good. My man thinks I look good. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck this fool. I am famous in my head. Yes, I am. And that's okay. Everyone's a little famous in their head. And that's totally okay. He's. I'm not going to allow him putting me down and making me less, get the best of me. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to flip this around. I'm going to make pink shirts and put in my head, I'm famous. And that's why I put Geraldine Rivera, founder of Holy Matcha. And so that's the best way I was able to handle that experience. It was a negative experience, but it wasn't such a pleasant experience. Because I'm in court, I'm in court, so I can't blow blur out things at him like you can't be talking like that to me I'm in court I don't want to go to jail but I just didn't appreciate because if you have someone that's an aspiring singer an aspiring actor uh photographer whatever it may be and you shoot them down and like listen fool you're never gonna be anything there's already all these famous photographers you are nothing how are you going to build someone up by doing that that's that's not cool if they want to feel themselves if if they want to think that they're famous in their head let them let them be like that. Mm-hmm. Let them flourish. Let them grow. So that shirt is to kind of like mock and make fun of their attorney, but it's also to show support to anyone else in this hustle that's doubting themselves. That's like, oh my God, there's there's someone else that's a photographer that everyone wants to do this. Listen, it's okay. You can get into the game mm-hmm. too. I got into the game when there were so many coffee shops like Listen, we can all be famous in our heads. It's okay. But definitely making someone else less and making them think that they're not important is definitely not going to help. Right. Not going to help any situation ever, especially nowadays with all the hate and bullshit there is going around. So I was like, no, I'm not, a, I'm not about that. So I'm going to make this shirt. And if it speaks to someone a certain way, then cool. Because it could have different meanings. So whatever, whatever it makes you feel, that's what I want that shirt to be. Mm-hmm. And I wash my hands with that lawsuit. We've settled. I've moved on. It's water under the bridge. And I don't even remember their existence sometimes. I remember the shirt, but I don't remember their <laughs> existence. I just know they're in La Jolla that is being so very pink. Oh, my gosh. 
Wow. They know who I am, though, now. <laughs> oh, I bet. They're like, They know oh. who I am, though, very, very well. <laughs> oh, I don't doubt that at all. That is crazy that you had to go through that. Um, but wow, thanks for sharing that. That's the type of stuff that I'm not going to say that as an entrepreneur, everybody needs to deal with. Right. But I think that as an entrepreneur, you need to be open to whatever life brings you. And I guess life brings me a lot of BS. What I, <laughs> trust me, I'm not proud. I'd be happy if I had a boring day. Trust me, my cat and I would be very, very happy for a very chill day. What I always strive for myself and whenever I speak to another entrepreneur is you cannot melt in that chaos. That bullshit, that chaos, that drama is going to make you stronger. Yep. I've lost friendships along the way for Holy Matcha. And I've cried a lot because of that, but I moved the fuck on. I've lost friendships. I've missed opportunities. I've missed a lot of family situations. It's a sacrifice as yes. a business owner. Doesn't matter if it's a cafe, a hair salon, nail salon, doesn't matter. It is a sacrifice. As long as you know that you're being true to yourself and that you are putting in 810% into it, that noise out there, gotta cancel it out. It's not going to be the end of the world. Tomorrow will be another struggle. And so that's what I learned to channel is I'm falling apart over every single dumb shit that I'm facing. Why isn't this other owner going through that? They look so happy. Me thinking like that is not going to help my situation. I still have this shit that I'm dealing with. Right. So I've learned literally how to just ignore what anybody else is going through. Oh, you're happy. You're traveling here. Good for you. That's not my reality. So I've just learned to embrace this chaos, embrace that there's always drama and smile with it. I don't like it, but it's been my survival mechanism and I want to be stronger, Alyssa. And so that's the way I see my life is a year ago, two years ago, I would have been falling apart with certain situations. I now want to be faced with more difficult situations to be stronger at it, to be better at it, to not let it get the best of me, to not let it ruin events where I'm, where I need to leave at last minute because of this dumb bullshit that's going on, mm -hmm. learn how to channel it better. So, and it is unfortunate. Sometimes I do need to leave, but I want to be stronger and I don't have anybody telling me this. It's like, it's my own survival gut instinct. I want to be stronger. And so when I talk to another entrepreneur and he or she has their struggles, I thrive off of that because I want to tell them the shit that I deal mm -hmm. with so that one, they won't feel alone because you, it can be a very lonely world sometimes if you don't talk because nobody wants to put out all the stuff they deal with yeah. on Instagram. It's not, <laughs> it's not pleasant, no. but definitely make them feel like they're not alone. And secondly, let's unite forces. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's unite forces, you know, just the struggle is real, but definitely show other people that you're not alone and that this too shall pass. Yes. And embrace your chaos because it will pass and you will be stronger. And I am a prime, prime example of that. And so that's why I can sit here and smile and be like, yeah, I like my chaos. Embrace mm -hmm. your chaos, whatever it may be. And I, and, and I just like, and I just hope for any other entrepreneur, business owner, whatever, or aspiring entrepreneur or business owner could really take that head on 
versus learning the hard way because I learned the hard way, mm -hmm. but at least I learned. But if anybody can take this advice and apply it head on in the beginning, it could, you know, it could help you towards any future Absolutely. situations. Yeah. Wow. Yes, girl. But no, you're so right. I feel you're talking about losing friends and missing family events. It truly is a sacrifice. And I've noticed that in the last year that literally like we have shoot days that can last like three or four days and I can't do anything about it because I have to be present and something could be going on. Like I think last year, uh, one thing that did happen was we were in Valle for work and I got a call or a text from my family saying like, Hey, like Nanai, our grandma is in the hospital. And I was like, Holy shit. You know? And then like, we couldn't just leave cause we were on a job and we had to deliver. We, we just got there and I was just like, you know, just staying closely communicated with them and she's fine. But in that moment, I felt so guilty and I felt very ashamed and I felt like, am I not like good enough for my family because I, I'm, I'm choosing work over them and I really had to like share with them like, look, like my life is so unpredictable and here I am like trying to make a living for myself and like be happy and successful by like having this freedom in this route that I chose to be an entrepreneur like, I need you to understand that I don't have the same life as you. Like, it was a very hard conversation and a very hard reality for them to accept. But it does happen where, like, I've lost lots of friends in the last year. I've gained a lot of really great ones, though, who understand what the fuck I'm going through. And I've also had to have that, like, conversation with my family of, like, I I won't be there all the time and I can't because like work calls and that's the sacrifice I have to make if I want to continue on this route. Like it's so important to know that and like it's hard. It's hard as shit. But like I've yeah shed so many tears and felt like so much guilt because of it. But also it's like like you said like holy matcha is your baby. You know, this is your pride and joy. You've worked so hard to build this. And, like, same with me as, like, building Future's Past and also trying to bring, like, Coffee and Convos back to life again. You know, it requires a lot. And I think that's what makes you so powerful as a woman and a woman in business and a woman of color in business, especially here in San Diego, is because you have that to show for. And I think it's beautiful that you've created this space for other women to feel excited about not just your product but like to spend time there and connect with their own friends and I don't know I'm just like super excited about that and I think it's I think it's really cool that you've taken those risks and you've really showed up for yourself and built this company and your business on just pure faith and like you know like just really believing that like you can make this shit happen because why the fuck not well Everything you said is beautiful because it's spoken by a true entrepreneur. Basically, you speak my language, but it's hard. And the thing about it is we all need to make hard decisions in life and you choose your heart. Mm -hmm. It's hard going the easy way and knowing that you could have done something greater. It's hard accepting that. It's hard choosing the hard way, but knowing that there's something great 
it's just about choosing your heart. You can live with the consequences of knowing that you were a little bitch and that you're like, I didn't want to put in the work. It's hard facing that because deep down inside, you know that, but it's also hard doing what you got to do to achieve your dreams, to get to that hustle. So it's, everything will be hard. It's, you have to choose your heart mm. and own your heart. Mm-hmm. My heart is, I love the hustle. The hustle is in my blood. And like you said, some people will not understand you, but like I said, the life of an entrepreneur, only another entrepreneur could understand it. And you can yeah. be an entrepreneur. doesn't matter what you're doing. As long as you're an entrepreneur, we all speak the same language. You don't need to apologize or explain yourself because we're right there with you. And I think that part of the situations that your clients, like you said, you were committed to a shoot. Is that your client's problem? No, it's your problem, but it's not their problem. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is your reputation. This is your, this is your sacrifice away from your family, away from everything. This is the future of what could either make or break your future. So yeah, all of that is really hard and you chose that hard. And it's kind of like, there's a possibility where you need to scale away. And, but then again, you're going against your values where you don't want to, you want to give it 110%. You don't want to give it 90%. So mm-hmm. customers, outside viewers, we don't see that. Do you understand? It's, yeah. This is just a struggle going on in your head. People don't see how people just see the easy, the cool, look how my hair is fabulous and mm-hmm. whatnot. They don't see the struggles. They don't see all the friendships that one can lose the tears they don't see when you're sick with diarrhea on the toilet but you're still answering emails and Geraldine why haven't you gotten back to me like they don't see those struggles right it's not their responsibility to know their struggles their responsibility is to take whatever you give to them and one thing I've always been a firm believer of you can have this great idea these the best intentions in the world the most talented creative mindset but if you don't Put that out there in the best way possible. Who gives a fuck if, if it's in your brain? Mm. It's not even, it's not, a, I mean, how can you prove it was in your brain if you didn't put it out there? Mm-hmm. So definitely what you put out there is what the consumer is going to take and is going to look. And so, you know, they don't care about all the sacrifices and all the problems and families being upset with you, girlfriends breaking up with you because who the hell this is just a stupid little cafe and whatnot it's my baby it's your baby it's your sacrifice and that's something I've learned is I've worked so so hard to get to where I'm at today and it still blows my mind that I'm here but I've worked really really hard I've gone in like robot mode I've worked really really hard that I don't regret anything. I know you didn't ask me that, but it's like something I've just really embraced is I don't regret anything. Did I go through a lot of shitty situations and the shitty moments where I felt like I'm a bad wife, I'm a bad girlfriend, I'm a bad friend, I'm a bad daughter? Yes, and I'm sure I was. I'm not saying I'm perfect now. By far, I'm not, but a business really does take your all it takes it's like you sold your soul to the devil 
I sold my soul to my business. It is my everything. If one thing falls off, I could just be like, oh, fuck it. Like they'll take care of it, you know, employee wise. But it's still my business. Like at the end of the day, it's like someone's chopping off something off of one of my limbs. Mm -hmm. And when you care about something so much, like any entrepreneur does, there's no vacation. There's no time off. There's no bathroom break. There's no lunch break. There's no, oh, my dad's having knee replacement surgery. I have to go. Nobody cares about that. It, that should not reflect in your worth ethic. The customer doesn't, re, doesn't deserve to receive less quality because of your situation. So the sacrifice is real. And I don't, and I don't think that as entrepreneurs, we deserve, you know, a trophy or any of that recognition, but Definitely as entrepreneurs, hang out with other like-minded people like you that will understand you, that will not make you explain yourself as to why you cannot be there because anybody that supports you, they might not speak your language, but support you, they will never ask for those explanations. They'll just be like, you know what, Alyssa, you're fucking badass. I know you're fucking killing it. I fucking miss you. If I can make it, can I go to the shoot and just stand next to you? And take selfies with you. You un- do you understand? Yeah. And that and that would be good enough. That's why I the friends I have right now, they're not that many anymore. I, I mean, I've lost a lot of friendships because of that. And quite frankly, I when I have time off, I want to be home. Right. I want to be home. But I definitely appreciate the people that come to the shop to see me because they know I am always there. I wish I could go shopping in LA and take a, but like the days I have off, I'm at home, but I'm kind of like still on my computer and I'm like, okay, I have this, I have this, Mm -hmm. they're following up with this. And I've realized they might not speak my language. They might not get me, but they support me because they still show up. And as long as they, and as long as they're around me, that's good enough for them. So that's good enough for me. So I feel for you, girl, when you say that you have like four day photo shoots, I might not understand how can a photo shoot take that long, but it's not about me under trying to understand your language. It's about supporting you. Mm-hmm. And this is who the person I love is doing. I love them. I support them. I do wish for you to relax and take it a little bit <laughs> slow, but I also want you to fucking kill it though. Yeah. So if you can take me to Baja for a little bit and while you're shooting, I'm at the pool tanning. <laughs> Hell yes. I know you got to take a bathroom break sometime. I know you have to go to sleep sometime. I'll harass you then. So um, I think it's very important to also adapt that mentality of not being apologetic. Mm. Granted, certain situations do do deserve an apology, of course, but the hustle is the hustle and you can have one thing planned a certain way and then the next day it could get fucked all over, mm-hmm. flipped up upside down and then it's like, oh, that's my life. As long as you take it with a smile, it'll suck. But once you numb it up and you're like, this is my life, this is my chaos and I love my chaos and I embrace my hard journey and these are the people that back me up and support me, then, I mean, I, I can't speak for you, but like for me, I've come to the realization of like, I feel like I am complete. Yeah. Maybe I need one little beach vacation with no Wi-Fi, no anything, yes. a good cold ass beer with lime and get a little negrita. <laughs> like for three days. Yeah. That's all I ask for. Three oh, days. That sounds great. And that's saying three days with no phone. Yeah. One full day with no phone. The other two days, a little bit of phone. (laughs) 
<laughs> just gotta check up a on little, things, a little one. You, know you know me. Yeah. You can't like a hundred percent like disconnect. It's negative. Hard. It's really hard. But um, as we're getting close to wrapping up the podcast, um, so this is coming out early March, right before your third year anniversary Yay, celebration. Pretty soon. So I'm really excited to hear what people can expect in attendance and like what you're doing to celebrate your three years and also one year at East Village. The children have birthdays on the same month. East Village turns a year old on March 1st and North Park turns three years on March 11th. So on Saturday, March 7th is will be the United party <laughs> all in one yeah. two for one party <laughs> and uh I'm just you know I'm not giving one location more attention than the other it's just celebrating holy matcha as a whole it's Sanyo's first matcha cafe I've Sanyo has kept me in business for three years now I fucking appreciate everyone so North Park is a larger location so that's why I'm doing the big celebration there I will be giving away 50 goodie bags to the first 50 people in line. The goodie bags will be valued at over $200 each bag. It'll have my pretty much all my favorite stuff that I personally love. And what else? I will have a DJ, champagne popping. I will have a couple of other local vendors having pop-ups. Oh, Some cute. Latina babes shall be popping up, which I love. And it's just my moment where this is my business. I can do whatever I want. If I want to have Latina pop-ups, I'm going to do whatever I want. So it's just about embracing Holy Matcha and just me stepping out of my shell. And the goodie bags it has nothing to do with Holy Matcha. It's just more on the brands I personally really like and I personally have maybe supported me throughout this process or that I like using this or that. Mm -hmm. So it's just a little fun celebration and everyone's like, when is this? When it's Saturday, March 7th, doors open at 9 a.m. And then everyone's like, oh my God, a party at 9 a.m.? Yes, bitches. 9 a.m. <laughs> champagne. <laughs> so I'm excited. I'm excited and nervous. It's going to be madness. Um, I'm just, I'm just happy to be able to have San Diego be my community. San Diego has embraced me very, very well. I dare to open a matcha cafe in such an awesome coffee-loving community. So <laughs> all, all love to coffee, all love and respect to coffee. Um, I'm just really happy that I've been able to serve matcha in this community for three years. And so I just want to celebrate and support my Latinas on the side and Hey, maybe five, ten more years to go. Hey. You never know. Yes. Oh, <laughs> so excited for you. I feel like you've touched on so many pieces of advice you would give to an entrepreneur. I hope um, so. Yeah, seriously. I'm like, I'm taking notes myself. <laughs> um, any last, like, final words to other aspiring women, other aspiring entrepreneurs who are just trying to own their voice and their story? Um, I, I think I pretty much said it all, but for from my personal experience, it's just embrace embrace the chaos is the best thing you can do because as an entrepreneur, girl, boy, doesn't matter what the hell you're doing, you're gonna have that chaos, so you might as well make it your best friend and you're good. <laughs> and one last question. If you could have a matcha and convos with anybody, who would it be and why? Oh, 
It's like I hit a brick wall. <laughs> Who would it be and why? My gosh. We talked about wrapping this up. Now I'm going to take up the whole time thinking about it. <laughs> it could be anybody? It could be anyone. 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 It could be Oprah. It, it would be, be Marcus Lemonis from The Prophet. I love him. I have mad respect for him. But the thing I like about him is that he speaks my language. He's also, he's a serial entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I really like him is because he doesn't sugarcoat stuff. He goes straight into that bullshit. He embraces his chaos. And listen, your business is failing. You're destroying it and taking it down completely by doing A, B, C, and D. You need to do this and this and this if you want it to survive. He's just very straight to the point. I... I relate to that. So if I could, oh my gosh, I feel like if I would sit and have a talk with him, he'd probably be psychoanalyzing me in the business. And so I'd be like, what are you thinking? Yeah. What am I doing? So I would, I would have, it would be a dream if I could sit and have a chat with him and have him try matcha. Not sure if he's had matcha before. I'm sure he has, but he's just such a brilliant, brilliant human being, a hustle, a realist. And so I'm very much inspired by him and really look up to him. So it would be pretty cool that to be pretty awesome. talk to. Yeah. And if people would like to connect with you, find out more about you personally and your business, Holy Matcha, where can they find you? They can find me on the Holy Matcha Instagram. I still run that social media. Or if you want a little bit more dorkish cat <laughs> stuff, me, you can find me on Instagram. My personal handle, it's Geraldini, G-E-R-A-L-D-I-N, and then four I's after the N. And no, my real name is not Geraldini. I have so many people that message me. Hi, Geraldini. Is your name really Geraldini? No, <laughs> it's Geraldine. I just kept the handle. <laughs> but it, it is four I's at the end, but my name is actually Geraldine. It's not Geraldini. Geraldini, that's, it sounds like genie. But, um, How'd you throw that out there? like that. Awesome. Thank you so much for being Thank here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you all for tuning in to the Coughing Convos podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please rate us and leave us a review on the podcast platform you're streaming on. Our team would greatly appreciate it. The Coughing Convos podcast is produced by Futures Past, and our original theme song is produced by Sounds by DJ.